Hello, everybody. Um, right, I would like to invite to the stage Jessica Hines, writer-director and director of photography, uh, Ryan Edelston. Please join me. Yeah, I'll be the parkie. Yeah, thank you very much, and thank you so much to BAFTA um, who supported this screening. It's uh, it's wonderful because we ha obviously have BAFTA winner here, uh, Mr. Ryan Edelston. Hello. <laughs> and uh, and Jessica Hines, writer director. Um, first of all, um, it's a fantastic film. Um, congratulations on it. Thank you. <laughs> um, how did it come about? Like, why have you decided now to to make a feature film? Um, the this film, um, the idea came from. Um, after I went to visit a local boxing gym that in Folkestone, which is actually featured in the film, right. and um, and I I kind of walked in and I was immediately struck by the space, the beauty of the, the space and the red walls and the light, sort of high to high windows, kind of diffused light, and I just thought this place is gorgeous and it'd be amazing to set something here, and write um, something with it, mm. you know, as a as a kind of central part of the film so that was the sort of very first thing was the actual physical location and the place and then I went to a few I stress a few probably less than a few um box fit classes there and on one occasion I did see these female boxers arriving who were really you know strong looking and fit looking and and saw them got into the actual ring, which you see in the gym, and um, and uh, and I just thought, oh, that's that's the story, you know, that's 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 the basic idea. It's somebody like me and all the other women who were doing the class, like a box fit person who isn't a boxer at all, and you know, maybe it's kind of middle aged and whatever, actually getting into. The, the sort of professional amateur boxing mm. ring and learning how to properly fight and getting into um, and that that was the beginning of it I mean I've wanted to direct things over a long period of time and, and mm. it's just difficult to get that get in that position I mean that's a sort of different story about how the directing thing came about but the idea itself came from the actual gym so when was that how many years ago was that that you, uh, you that, had the initial uh, idea the, the initial idea I would say I probably had about four or five years ago. Okay, so it's fairly recent then. I mean, it's like sometimes projects take many, many years to well, sort of all the way come through. I had the idea and I wrote it up as a treatment and I pitched it yeah. to a producer then as a film. Mm. And, you know, I, I conceived it then as a film that I could make at Folkestone low budget because yeah. I thought that's probably the best way I'm going to make a film is if it's low budget so it was sort of deliberately conceived with that in mind um, and that producer you know was just saying it's, it's really hard and yeah it's one of the, cause it's hard you sort of take it so to I one just, person it changes yeah and, I just put it yeah. on the shelf really and forgot about it mm. and then um, I did a film with Jamie Adams um, um, and met his financier and sort of sidled up to her. Uh, I think that's why I did the film. Sorry, Jamie. He isn't here, so I can say that's a shame. He, he, but um, and he's very encouraging. He was he was like really also very supportive of yeah. you know people who do make his films and then 
and then and then go on and make their own films. There's quite a few of us actually. Yeah. But um, that's because in, in case people don't know, Jamie Adams is. Uh, I think he's recently moved down to Cornwall, isn't he? But, he's come uh, back. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, he, but he's uh, he's been based in, in Wales for many years, sort of making incredibly low budget films. Sort of very sort of. He's very good at making sort of very quick mm. and you know like very you know. Well, that's putting, the, putting them together, which brings us very neatly yeah, so which to is how, yeah. yeah, which is also how then I met Ryan, mm. who 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 um, you know was just it was amazing to work with him on the film, to work with Ryan on the film. I can't imagine how we could have made it, you know, without him. So I was really glad that I came across Jamie Adams, that I met his financier, mm. and I said, I've got a film, a low budget idea. And she said, okay. And so I just d- took it off the shelf, dusted it down. She said, okay. And then that was in uh, sort of January 2017. And mm. then by July 2017, I'd worked and reworked the script and got it up to scratch and would cast it. And um, Ryan was on board. And then we started filming in July 2017. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's, I, mean I, was, I was talking to you this, about this earlier, but I mean, I, I think it's, it's incredibly striking how... I mean, Ryan's sort of known um, for his sort of like sun-drenched work. Uh, there's mm. a lot of uh, beautiful. Well, you are. You don't don't laugh. You're a very very talented <laughs> chap. Um, and it's it, your films. Always, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, your films always look really really beautiful. Mm. And I think it was uh, it was one of those things that I was kind of um, reading the synopsis of the film, and then kind of like, oh, Ryan's attached. Okay, well, what's he going to do with this? Because it kind of feels like um, it feels like it. it Usually, it would in somebody else's hands, it might be sort of like a dour drama, and rain is signifying people being sad, and all this sort of, this sort mm. of British style that we've kind of mm. got for gritty, gritty, realistic drama. Yeah. And it really, it's a really subversive thing actually mm. to have it being so beautiful, have it being so mm. kind of sun drenched. It really brings something different to it. So, did, how much of that did you discuss, and how much of it was you know, how did that sort of come about? That style. It was intentional, right? Um, we had a very short time to to film this what was it 10 days or something well I say 12 but 10 sounds even better doesn't it 10 9 10 days guys this is 10 days it's incredible such an achievement Mm. Um. yeah yeah it was intentional (laughs) and you know actually I mean I had seen Jamie Adams the work that Ryan had done with Jamie mm. Adams. So I, and, but, and, and then once he'd become attached, um, I then watched Revenge and I realised, um, you know, that, that there was a lot more, you know, to uh, sort of Ryan's cinematography than what he was doing with Jamie. Yeah. Um, and then we had a conversation and, you know, immediately was struck, struck by his breadth of knowledge and... In film and mm. and in his just his interest and n- namely his interest in what I had to say. He just he either was or pretended to be a very good listener. <laughs> I'm a very good actor. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt really like really inspired and reassured because I was saying I really didn't. I said, look, I know we haven't got very much time, mm. but I really I don't want it to look like we haven't got very much time. I don't I don't yeah. I don't want to film against that. You know, and I suppose that worked for both of us because, like, I didn't mind if we had an hour to do a scene and if Ryan needed 40 minutes to light it with the help of Kev, who was, like, a man-mountain, a superman. <laughs> like, a, a perfect example is, like, 
it, this happened several times, but for example, there's a scene where we're in the factory and there's a tracking shot down through the boxes in the factory. And then we follow and kind of pan around and, and the, the workers go out into the sunlit sort of mm. thing. And that was the shot I wanted to do. And I said to Ryan, I, I want to ha do this on the move. And Ryan was immediately going, yeah, we can put it on the Movi. I was like, we need to adjust the boxes. Kev can put some... And the first was saying, but we've only got like 40 minutes an hour to yeah. do that. Yeah. And Ryan was saying, it's going to take about half an hour or so to get to put the camera on the Movi. Because when you're in real locations like that, yeah. time is incredibly important. Yeah, but, but the, the, the good thing was is that Ryan was like totally into it and wanted to, to put it on the Movi and wanted Kev to kind of light it and wanted us to oh. set up the shot. And then I was like, well... That's what I want too. And even if we then only have 10 or 15 minutes to get the shot, that we'll get the shot in 10 or 15 minutes because right. I'll rehearse the actors while they're setting up the shot to the best of, that we can around yeah. Kevin, who is just like non-stop. And, and that's what we did. Mm. And in fact, that, you know, we, we rehearsed and we, we, Ryan set up the movie and we, we, we kind of set up the the boxes and, and, and made everything so we were rehearsing, you know, kind of the actors through the through the thing. And then we did it and we did it in the first we did it the first take was the take that we used. It was just a one take. So we rehearsed him and the light him, <laughs> Ryan and his department Hi. <laughs> set everything up and then we shot it and we shot it first time. Mm. And that I I wasn't I, I, I didn't feel like I I would have liked more time, maybe, but like I would rather get a get a, the most cinematic, beautiful yeah. shot that we possibly can, and lit in the most beautiful way we can in the time we have. And then while that's happening, we could, I can work with actors, and we can roughly work out either how we're going to do the scripted scene, yeah. or how maybe if we feel like we want to improvise or do something different we can mm. work that out so by the time that Ryan's and his team are ready to roll we've got something and then you know good and, and that's pretty much how it worked and, yeah. and Ryan was totally into that I, I, and I and I was so happy because you know Ryan was just you know um totally into that as well and mm. so it, it just really really it really worked I I would never go I I don't I, I don't, you know, I, I, that's not enough time. You know, I, we've only got ten minutes or five minutes. I because I, that something always has to give. Yeah. You, you can't have all the time and all the time if you've got no money and you've got no time. Yeah. You, so you just you, have to choose. You've got a series of challenges, and it's just mm. it's just another one. It's quite exciting because I suppose that scene that Jess is talking about, you could have shot it in like wides and singles and coverage. Yeah. But we just chose to do it instead on this movie and show like a stabilised camera thing and just did it in one and we were happy with it. And sometimes it's, you know, you've only got a chance for one take, but mm. it's, it's a lot more real and nicer than just shooting lots of, lots of coverage. Yeah, I mean, when you were, when you were preparing, like, when you, so you sort of talked through kind of, you know, before, before you actually, you know, you started and you sort of tried to give an impression of the kind of film that you wanted, like how much of that, what sort of inspirations did you draw from? Because like I say, it does feel like a, it doesn't quite feel like a British film. It, it certainly doesn't feel like a Hollywood film. It feels mm. almost like world, world cinema in that way. It kind of, it's, it, mm. well, oh yes, I think so. Mm. Um, Thank you well, very it, much. <laughs> we'll take that. 
Well, it's, it's really, I was thinking about it and I was like, this is it's such an interesting film because there's so many loose ends that don't get tied up. It feels more like kind of, um, it, it's just, it, I was sort of thinking, I, I don't know why this popped in my head, but like sort of um, those awful like sort of daddy's home films where you've got sort of, you know, two parents sort of kind of square up and, it, you know, they're usually male parents and they kind of, mm. they're obviously going to have a fight and it gets resolved and it's in, in you know, in a massive fight and there's silliness and all and it, it's That was my all, first draft. Yeah, definitely. exactly. Yeah. I'm, so obviously I'm came, not even came joking. Along but it's so different to kind of the film that it could have it could have been. It's like the, all the the easy route that you could have sort of taken with with the sort of story you wanted to tell. And so I'm really interested in like whether you discussed that, how much of that you discussed in because the style of it I think is is really helps that. It really helps it feel very different to something we're used to mm. seeing. Well, I think um, I went down to Folkston. Never been to Folkston. It's a it's an amazing place. And I spent three days doing a recce with Jess. Jess took me to all the locations mm. we went we met all these characters and just spending three days with Jess in a house and talking about the script over and over again and references and um we we just got so much from the script just talking about it and looking at images online and you showed me loads of references that mm. I watched and you I, had loads of references I anyway. it was mainly it was ma- like I think mainly I was thinking of like the Dioden brothers and mm. yeah um, yeah it does yeah you know the tri- the Apu trilogy, which I watched. Yeah, I made Ryan watch the Satyajit Ray Apu trilogy, which 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 is 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 a is a is a beautiful film. But it's you know like it's not everyone's cup of tea. But Ryan, what well, I watched it. Well, it's beautiful, and but yeah, it, that that does make sense actually because it does. Feel, I mean, it it doesn't feel like you didn't be like yeah, go and watch Daddy's Home and mm. go and watch some Ken Loach. Yeah, because that's the sort of film. You know, that's the thing. It does feel like something like very. Different I think to the, the influences we used to see. That I didn't know, like, I think it's the relationship between the characters and their environment, and then mm. making that, making that, making that, um, uh, you know, um, I don't know, make make making a connection, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that, you know, you know, we were we were sort of. I mean, it's a lot of it's quite straightforward in that sense of where like as far as possible, we want to try and be in the character's head. As far as possible, we want to try and get shots of what people are seeing. As far as possible, we want to be able to get shots of the trees. We want to be able to get shots of the things that are around and mm. what people are looking at. And, and you know, um, as much as we possibly can. And so, you know, sometimes there'd always be something on the rushes that Ryan would have got, like lavender. And I remember, I, remember, I don't know, I was particularly stressed out because I felt like his lavender shot moved around too much. I made him do a lavender shot again the next day that was more static, which is a bit sad of me, really. <laughs> but it's just like... But but because we'd, we'd had those conversations about intimacy in terms mm. of character, so an understanding as well, yeah. that, that actually if you can get in quite close, um, then you can read a lot of what's happening. But also you can look and read, but also if you want to kind of get in... In, in as far as you can to sort of feel like you know where someone is then then it's nice to be able to shoot their environment but but I was always aware when I was talking to Ryan that how little time we had so I was really conscious that what we were going to try and achieve what Ryan had to achieve like with the camera was like I, I kind of felt like I was especially in the planning and pre-planning stage always yeah. kind of going you know, are we going to be able to do that? And he'd yeah. go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Oh, yeah, 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 we can do that, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, 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 we can do that, yeah, we're, don't worry about it. Oh, yeah, we'll be able to do that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and so <laughs> his confidence and, like, reassurance and he was just so, like, yes, we can do this. Mm. We can, we, I feel what, what you're describing and what you want is something that we can achieve in that yeah. time. Um, and we won't need sticks and we won't need tracks and we won't need, you know any stuff that might slow us down and so his his confidence and just the, the fact that he he you know ryan was just really into you know doing it i suppose mm, yeah and, and 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 that and that made made the whole experience like kind of really creatively sort of um just fluid and yeah. and positive and 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 collaborative and um rewarding and and you know and surprising sometimes as well you know and like we when we um when we when we did the scene in the in in the in the in the stream there was a lovely shot that ryan just wanted to get that i was so that's one of my it's he just said oh, i just want to get this one extra shot so we discussed how, well that just came out we would we discussed make, doing that scene during the time we were actually filming and then he went off and got an even just lovely a little angle when Tina's sort of taking her shoes off, but like through the trees. And we'd sort of discussed the location and how it was going to work when we got there. So, because we had so little time to do that scene when we yeah, finally got yeah. there. But, the, but, but literally, we were sort of, because we had discussed it and we, we knew through discussion, Ryan and I had discussed like the location. That sort of Ryan was running around getting all the shots he could because yeah. he knew the scene because we totally knew what the scene was and how mm. we were going to do it mm. we were sort of you know kind of here in a stream now <laughs> hug <laughs> got it great you know move well it wasn't quite like that but it was sort of a bit it wasn't far off. quite like that i mean because we, we had i mean that was yeah. like under an hour you know like yeah. we because we, um, we, we after that scene we had to move on and move location because we were losing rona and because mm. you know liv was had to get on an eight o'clock train you know and that and you know but, but because you know we, we, by then we, we we just really just just really knew you know we just knew, knew what we were we, we, there was a lot of planning wasn't there as yeah, much as there yeah. could be yeah and there was discussion and planning so yeah. for that stream we we worked out where the sun would be in the perfect place and yeah we kind of ran over as soon as that you know the sun was in the right place shot it in less than an hour and got on and a lot of the times we talk about the economy of storytelling and mm. try and refine stuff because obviously with coverage you could shoot every angle but yeah. it's all about whose perspective is this where what point of view do we need to be showcasing yeah. um and the stream was all about like being on longer lenses seeing what tina's looking at yeah. and everything was played in silence you know i was like it's all Kuros it's i don't know why i was thinking of kurosawa only just because i feel like kurosawa's films are always lots of kind of high long shots of yeah, little yeah. people in a lot of greenery and but so is so is satajit ray like, there's a lot mm, of that in that mm. i mean and i yeah, I'd, looking through trees looking through trees and, ray, yeah. and, and 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 it feels like you know if you're going to make something cinematic if you're going to make something that you're going to put on the big screen, you can, you can, you can do that. You, mm. know, you, can, you're, can, you can afford to do that because you've got this great sort of vista. Mm. So, you, you know, you can, you can, you can do that. Um, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was, um, it was kind of quite a interesting kind of, like, we, we got to that scene, you know, during filming mm. because we, we'd, we'd only... 
we only had Rona for one day. Yeah. And we realised we only had her for one day. She was kind of flying in. And there was like a pre... So the entire shoot you had The entire for shoot, day. yeah, we had her for one day. <laughs> and, um, and I knew that we wouldn't be able to get everything yeah. as it was written. And the scene that was in the stream was overwritten and had other characters in it and it wasn't really working. And I, I sat down with Ryan and I said, I, I feel like we'd done a, had done a couple of three good days. And I just said to Ryan, you know, like, I'm a bit worried about that scene. He went, mm, yeah, you know, like, mm. we need, I need to change it. And so we just sat and talked it through. I think we, we locked out the first AD and we hid in a room. Yeah, we not. And we said, we're going to figure this out and we'll come up with a solution. <laughs> And 20 minutes later, we came out. Yeah. Like, Good. Um, yeah. At the time, the first AD was like fuming because um, to him, we'd wasted the time. Well, he, yes. But you know, it was, we found this. It made him nervous. Climax of yeah, the film. Yeah. Like, it made, he was no, in the factory moment. I mean, the good thing was he was nervous and we weren't. And that, that, that right. made a big difference. Right. Like, we were totally in agreement yeah. in, in a way to work. Like I wasn't nervous if we if we had to if we'd set up a beautiful shot and then we only had ten minutes to get it in the can that didn't make me nervous but it made him nervous. Mm. Um, so <laughs> I, I was nervous. I was just hiding it very well. <laughs> I was never nervous. Never ever nervous. But that, that's the fun. You've got a challenge and you've got like ten minutes and you've just got to get mm. it and that's that's part of the challenge of low budget filmmaking. Yeah. But but it's it's a challenge. But it's also the thrill. Yeah. And and you know and also because Ryan's like. He's so engaged. Like he, he's he's not he's not waiting for someone to say, you know, whatever. He's like right there, you know, da da da, and you're like, oh, you know, like it's it's. I don't know what that means. That's technical. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Filmmakers here probably know what that means. Oh, I can ask them. Um, but you know, like that that sort of creative engagement mm. basically means that you're just. You're, you're, you're kind of you're always hitting the ground running, and yeah. you're always just, it's like you said, you know, problem solving. And I, th I think there was a scene where um, Tina and her dad chat in the yellow goes, but, <coughs> but originally we were going to shoot this on like a, a bench in a park, mm. but all of a sudden there were builders uh, yeah. working, oh, no. like no way we could film that. Went to the other side of the park, sound guy, yeah, we can still hear him. Went to the other side, went to the other side, and then all of a sudden the trainee Aiden. Young guy, yeah, like he was a boom, boom up. He was like, Oh, there's this amazing place through the fence, yeah. Um, that looks <laughs> amazing, look. but because you're all excited, you're like, All right, let's have a look at it, let's see, let's see what we could have won. And then we, we go through the fence illegally, um, probably, probably. Um, and then we find this, um, these amazing yellow flowers, and we're like, Well, let's do it there on this kind of bit of scrubland yeah. behind this old, kind of funny old, like, um, closed down hospital. Um, and it was, except there was somebody doing some banging at some point. That well, then we bought him a bottle of wine and yeah. he, he shut up. <laughs> oh, really? yeah, yeah, literally, we had to hand we hand we handed a bottle of. Did we take it to his front door or hand it over the wall? I think he threw it. Threw like, it over Rapunzel the wall. <laughs> to the window. But that's Maybe. the advantage yeah, of of, yeah. of being, you know, you know, free. Yeah. You know that there there are there are obviously constrictions, but there's also freedom. And 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 you know when we were filming that scene in the archway. Um, um, where Tina and Amanda like have a confrontation. You know, if we'd done that in any conventional length of time, although that we we did shoot some of it before lunch, but the majority of it, the important part of the continuity, which was mm. basically the two shot of of Tina and Amanda walking, and then the 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 singles on both of them talking. You know that you know probably took took 
we probably spent all of like 25 minutes maybe half an hour actually filming that yeah. so you know having rehearsed and stuff like but all the wind and the sun and everything was all kind of in the right place like yeah, yeah. so there's a sort of energy and immediacy that the the and and a sort of like a an aliveness that, that if you'd done it in any conventional time the sun mm. would have moved the wind would have dropped you know you'd have had to construct some you know so there are there are if you can move that quick and you and you can make it work there are there are there are creative advantages as well mm. like mm. um i think well yeah because you light you don't need to worry so much about the lighting to be consistent because the sun's in the same place yeah. you shoot your whole scene in 20 minutes mm. you, you don't yeah, need to worry about yeah you'd have to go back the next day if you yeah. want to get the same thing and you exactly. don't have that time yeah and if you're kind of rehearsed and ready you know and you know what you're focusing on and you know what you're getting it's mm. it's possible but i mean you know ryan was always trying to get an, another extra shot which i appreciated because like <laughs> then it wasn't me it was him and so the first idea it was it was like a kind of you know. So I think the the shot, the additional <laughs> shot in that tunnel scene was the mm. the one where we're really far back, yeah, and then we got the whole arc on the long yeah. lens. So that was mm. my shot. I got told off for that, but but they used it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Good one, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, are this your first film directing? I mean, so mm-hmm. I mean, obviously this is your first DOP that you've worked with in, in this way. Yeah. But like. Um, coming up to this, obviously you've, you've got an awful lot of experience in in, in mm. TV and film. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what, how is it different working as a director? Like, what was it? What was the differences between, you know, usually sort of being a jobbing actor on set, or mm. maybe the writer and feeling like you want to have your fingers in there but you can't? And mm-hmm. so, how, what was that um, that like of an, ex- an experience? Um, well, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I mean, <clears throat> I do feel lucky because I do feel I had a really good team, mm. you know, as in a in this situation. Um, I feel I got lucky in that way, you know, A, to have had a chance to make a film in the first place, mm. and then B, to have, you know, work, also work with Ryan, who, who was really experienced in working at this speed. Mm. You know, and Ryan's made feature films in five days. Yeah. You know, this was positively leisurely, you know, compared... <laughs> so to have him, like be heading his own department you know on, mm. on, on my my first film was like a massive massive bonus I was very lucky really because you know it, it, a different DOP who hadn't didn't have hadn't had the experience that Ryan had had wouldn't be able to do it mm. he would just go I can't do that and right that wasn't the case with Ryan he was like yeah to- yeah yeah I can do that yeah <laughs> all the time so yeah. that confidence and experience massively changed the experience for me and helped me Mm. you know achieve what I wanted to achieve for sure Um, and I really enjoyed it Mm. I mean I think I'd waited a long time to get a chance and I probably had wanted to do it more than I'd admitted to myself and so you know and I'd sort of like forgotten about it and thought I probably won't direct and it's fine you know and then kind of when I got the chance I was like I really want to do this so bad And, and when I when I did do it I really enjoyed all of it I didn't find you know, there was nothing that I found, you know, I mean, even heated times or times when I was feeling, like, intense about something or, like, that it should be this way or should be that way, like, it was never, it was never exasperation. It was, it was only ever enthusiasm and, like, you know, it was, it was just, just, I really enjoyed it, you mm. know. And the first AD, you know, who was obviously watching me at the beginning kept saying in the beginning you know are you stressed are you stressed I always tell the story it's terrible it's so bad poor old David I mean he did he was very sweet but I was like no I'm not I'm not stressed David no I'm fine okay okay 
You've got 10 minutes. You've got 10 minutes. You've got five minutes. You've got five minutes. You've got four minutes. Are you stressed? Are you stressed? I was like, no, David, I'm not stressed. I really am not stressed. I'm really having, having a good time. And then after like three or four days, I had to say, Dave, you've really got to stop asking me now. I'm really fine. You know, please relax. Because yeah. you're, 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 you're going to make me stressed. If yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I just, I really enjoyed it. I love, I love the, you know, I just, I really loved the freedom of it. And I think that was, A, because of what I said about working with, you know, somebody like Ryan, but also I think because the advantages of doing something low budget means that you're left alone quite a lot. Yeah. You know, for example, that scene that we completely rewrote and then we took two actors out of that. I mean, I, like, just said, right, we don't need that actor, we don't need that actor. This is where we're going to do it. We're going to do it in the stream. She's going to throw a film. I remember saying to Ryan, we're gonna, she's going to throw her camera in the, in the stream you know, and you were so great because I said, she's going to, they're going to have a row. She's going to throw a camera in. Tina's going to see them. She's going to overhear. She's going to go in. She's going to go. And you were like, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It's going to be brilliant. It's going to work brilliantly. It's brilliant. And, and I don't think we really told anyone else apart from who we needed to tell. We just told the producer, we're not going to need that actress for that scene. And, you know, that was it. You know, there's no committee. There was no, you know, can we see a copy of your rewritten yeah, yeah. scene or whatever? Because it was so low budget, there was a lot of freedom, and so I feel I was lucky in that respect as well. I was mm. just, we were just able to to work in that way, yeah. which is really liberating. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I absolutely loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> right, um, now I know we've got lots of people in the audience, and I, I haven't forgotten you're there. Don't worry. Um, we've got a uh, we've got the lovely Vicky here with a, a microphone. So if anybody's got any questions, um, if you haven't, I can keep asking questions. That's all right. Oh, there we are. See, <laughs> straight away. <laughs> Hello. Oh, hi. Um, a question for Jessica. Um, how do you... Do you think that there's two separate mindsets for when you're directing and when you're just acting? Or how did you find it different to specifically, like, direct yourself, if that makes sense? Like, on how do you kind um, of... Uh, how do you keep critical of your own performance? Well, I'm mainly critical in the edit. That's the most painful part. Because that's when I can't do anything about it. Mm. And I have to look at myself <laughs> yeah. kind of on screen and that's awful like when you're on set you just I, I didn't look at that much playback of myself I, I mean I just sort of focused on the other actors predominantly initially in a scene and then if there was any coverage of myself I would generally I think I would generally unless it was clearly like time inefficient you know to, to film everybody else and me last if, 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 if there was some obvious reason why I should do my coverage first. I think I would would have done that. But generally speaking, I just didn't really think that much about what I was doing. I was I was thinking much more perfunctorily about just delivering what 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 needed to be delivered, sort of thing. Mm. What needed to, to to happen in 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 a, in a most simple way mm. I could. I didn't want to sort of you know embed. You know, I just wanted to just do what I had, had to do, sort of thing, and and, and tell the story. As efficiently as I could, and 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 then think about what what the other actors were doing more, especially if I felt like they 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 needed that, you know, like because in some cases you, you felt like an actor really felt conf confident 
and, and really felt like, and you could see they, they really felt like, you know, they knew what they were doing and they were doing something interesting and you didn't feel like you needed to say much. And then in other cases, you know, I'd be more aware that they might be, I could see and tell they might be struggling a bit or feeling like they were trying to find something and not quite finding it. And so that I would make sure that I, I could give them as much reassurance and help and guidance in trying to get wherever it was they needed to get or where, wherever it was I needed them to get to. And then, you know, what I feel grateful for is all the lines of mine that I cut. <laughs> because, I mean, I remember actually, was it you saying that about Andrea Arnold doing a take that in silence? Is that you telling me that, probably? Yeah, uh, Lynn Ramsey, yeah. Lynn Ramsey, sorry. Um, okay. You can talk, about, can you talk, can so, you talk a bit about the advantage of not having, um, of, of having actors be quiet? <laughs> the advantage of having, well, there's, um, so Lynn Ramsey would often do dialogue scenes where people would speak their di uh, dialogue. And then at the end, they would do a silent take where they wouldn't particularly say anything. It's almost like a, portrait shot mm -hmm. and all of a sudden there'd be a lot more like thought behind that shot than if they did say dialogue but um, just to talk about what Jess did so she'd give lots of time to the other actors but then she'd bring it like usually in one take at the end of a scene <laughs> she wasn't very indulgent so and she was very trusting so she didn't want lots of playback um, and that's what was great because you know, when a director's in the lead role and they bring it in the first take means you've got more time to spend with the other performance. Thank you, I like that. I, I'm just going to not watch any playback from now on. Hi there, sorry, nicking it while it's here. Um, do you have any, uh, did you discuss and have any thoughts on what it was that made, that changed Tina from being what she was as a teenager into what she was as an adult? Did you have a kind of general growth or was it a specific event that you had in mind that changed her within within the film yeah, sorry, yeah i think that it it's sort of for me in my mind her journey was like all journeys a sort of a mixture of things it's not one thing mm. it's it's the intention initially which i suppose i wanted to explore and explain and demonstrate with her listening to self-help tapes she wanted to, to change. She wanted to resolve these things in herself, and she wanted to... So that, that was part of it, but not all, the whole story, because there's only so much self-help tapes, you know, that you can listen to. And, and I suppose, really... So it was the intention and the desire for her to want to change, combined then with a the necessity, and the, 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 the stakes suddenly became very high in light of her daughter's situation. She felt a threat there. Um, that became very real, and it, it, it brought, brought that into focus, I suppose, for her. That, that the fact that, you know, what she had done in her past was now kind of threatening to affect her, her daughter very much in the present, not only because of her own situation, but because the extra threat of... The, the mother, so that so that was a, that was a physical, but also metaphorical, I suppose, in in that sense, and and really then led me on to the the idea that that Fatina's stakes were so high because it was about her family, it was about 
her resolving things in order that she can she could be in a family that she wanted you know and and that and that to me for Tina was like the absolute there wasn't anything more important in her, in her life that was her life so for me I suppose that those were her stakes you know and that was what she was fighting for ultimately that personal emotional resolution and peace in order that she could become you know part of in, in order that she could have a family that she wanted in which she felt peace and felt like she belonged and felt you know uh, you know calm with and I suppose so that's I suppose her I suppose that was her, that was sort of roughly speaking, her art. But the change itself, I mean, it was, it would be knowing, you know, you know, it, it would be, you know, I suppose the combination of things, but it would, just, it would just be knowing that in, you know, understanding and trying to forgive then that whatever the, the pain is of the past is the ultimate liberation, you know? I mean, you know, I suppose that <laughs> Alice Lowe, maybe she was right. You know, maybe fighting doesn't solve anything. <laughs> you know, I, I think the boxing became part of her channeling that. And that became useful, but not like the ultimate goal. Because in a way that helped her just understand and channel her feelings. But it didn't lead her to want to confront in it and in a violent way. It, it, it ultimately just led her to understand her, you know, to understand the story in in its all its complexity, not in in a simplified way, and driven by uncontrolled emotion, which which never really, you know, you know, it's not not very helpful. So I suppose that's sort of what I was interested in exploring, and I kind of wanted to frame what I think is quite a complex human experience, but a very universal one in a visceral and understandable context, like a Rocky film, you know, I suppose. That was sort of what I was going for, I think. Oh, that came across. So. Oh, Thank you very good. much. <laughs> oh, good. I think we have a question just down here. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Firstly, thanks for bringing this to us. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fabulous. Thank you. Uh, very confident directorial debut. And I'm just curious, a bit of an obvious question, but what's next for Jessica Hines, the director? Well, I hope, well, I hope whatever I do, Ryan is the DOP on it, number one. I would love to be involved. Okay. <laughs> there you, go. you heard it here first. Um, but um, he might be busy because he's off doing some exciting things, which he'll tell you about, probably. I'll drop them all for you. Okay. Uh, no, I'm working on a film idea, <clears throat> which I am sort of, I'd say maybe half, three quarters of a way to having a sort of first shape, um, and it's very different from this. And but I really love the idea, and and I think the thing, the way the way I work often is I, I sort of either when I have ideas. I mean, the thing is is I think most people who are writers or any sort of, you know, people who are writers or, you know, make their work or have lots of ideas, most of which don't go anywhere, and I'm no different. So um, when something happens, it's really great. But when you're thinking up the next thing or wanting to do the next thing, what really keeps me 
engaged? And what makes me think, oh, no, I'm definitely going to do that one? Because you kind of can sometimes have a few, and sometimes you lose <laughs> confidence. Like, for example, in the garden yesterday, <laughs> I was saying to Adam, my husband, what about a, a <laughs> horror, a horror around, like, the great British ice cream van? <laughs> and he's going, and I was saying, have there ever been a film, Ice Cream? Does that need to happen? And then so we were like Googling it. I was thinking, there are several films called Ice Cream. Um, and we were sort of thinking about it. And he was saying, but what about the, you know, what about the idea that, you, you know, that you, you've been talking about and you were writing? I was like, yeah, 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 I'll probably do that. I should probably do that. Like, <laughs> you know, because you, you're always second guessing and doubting. And you're, tr you're sort of thinking, should I be trying to think up something like ice cream <laughs> that's like Im immediately, you know, grabs people's attention and goes, yeah, ice cream, I get it, you know, horror. I'd love to see that. I know, I mean, maybe I, yeah, okay, well, maybe, maybe I'll just sort of work on that. But the, the truth is, is I do have another idea that I've been working on that I really love, but that it's easy to lose confidence sometimes in that, those ideas because, you know, especially when you develop them, it's important to sort of stay robust and just think, yes, no, this will work. You know, it will work. Um, and uh, yeah, so so I've got one idea that I'm that I'm planning on, you know, pitching and wanting to make. But it's not like this. It's very different. It's more kind of um, it's definitely more of a comedy. But the thing that keeps me going back to it, as I said, so ice cream, obviously. Genius. No, 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 I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm being ironic. Um, it, it doesn't have any characters in it, so it's just a sort of stupid, vague idea that, that, that I'm thinking somebody might like, but the other idea, what keeps me going back to it, is always the characters. So I create characters, and if I keep thinking about those characters, and I keep wanting to think about those characters, and I keep wanting to know what's going to happen next. In, in fact, the idea that I'm working on now, that what's become the main character wasn't the main character to begin with, and because I was developing it and developing it and developing it, now she's just totally taken over the main character and she's now, it's all about her. I mean, there are other characters in it, but it, it's, it's it, and that's how I know that it, it's, it's going to be something I'm going to want to just pursue and stick with because I feel like, okay, these characters are going are gonna, to are gonna be really fun to write and, and create if I get a chance to, you know. So, so, so I am working on something, but it's more of a comedy it's kind of an odd romantic comedy, very odd. Um, but uh, again, you know, set, set in and um, sort of maybe more sort of stylized. I really want to make, you know, I love making things, you know, kind of feel cinematic and beautiful. And so I want to do that more in the, if I get a chance to make another one. So. Yeah, but I haven't told you too much, have I? I've been no, quiet. I think that's elusive enough. Mm. Um, just actually, just on that, um, the idea that, like, you know, you, you know, this is this is a really, you know, really powerful moving drama, sort of the fight. And so you talk about the confidence of like going with the idea that you had. And mm. I know you said earlier on that you were thinking of maybe the fight would start off with the comedy. So, you know, it yeah. may, maybe it was going to go. So, what made you kind of like? have the courage of your convictions with the fight. Like, actually, no, I'm going to make this into a drama. It's still going to be good. This is not what people are used to seeing me in necessarily. This is not what I'm known for, but I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Because it's, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful direction. It's something we've not quite seen before. So, yeah. Well, I think it was just because I don't think anyone really, you know, I, I just don't think 
anyone was really giving us me any direction really mm. like I, mm. I think i think you know it, it was it was commissioned as a low budget feature yeah um you know um it was sort of i set up all the locations in folkestone um jamie got me in touch with ryan yeah who kind of came down and you know it sort of became felt like it was becoming real mm. and but there wasn't really much other interference mm. and and so even though like i had written a script and an outline initially initially that was perhaps slightly more um you know less obviously a drama as it developed mm. in the lead up to filming yeah. i just i just sort of was quite instinctive really about the twists and changes like for example you know the fact that it's tina that's the bully i mean i was writing a scene and in my head thinking god it'd be great if we had enough money we could do a flashback but we haven't got enough money we can't do a flashback but wouldn't it be good if we did have a flashback we could have tina and think and then and then i was having the thought and you wouldn't necessarily know which one was which and then i was thinking oh yeah that's that's the way to Mm. do it Mm. you know it can't obviously of course it's not amanda isn't the bully tina's the bully because of the subject matter necessarily being about boxing because the inspiration was necessarily about a woman coming from a box fit class into a professional boxing mm, ring. Mm. And it, it was, because of that, it was becoming about rage and anger and then it became about family dysfunction yeah. and, and, and why people become like that, you know, why, yeah. what, what, what drives people. Because there's still, there's still quite a lot of, like, really, really... Which is, I think is really beautifully done, like, this really subtle comedy in there. I mean, the observe, it's, it's really interesting because seeing you as, as a sort of a comedy writer and this sort of how keenly you have to observe people mm. to make, you know, to find what's funny about people and seeing those, those wonderful... There's just loads of those little moments scattered throughout the film, like, like the, um, when the, all the kids are playing the piano and of the same tunes that, like, every single yeah. time anybody's <laughs> got so a piano, yeah, of course you come out with chopsticks <laughs> and, of course, you come out with it you know but it's all these there's these little things in there the way that her and her husband talk and they kind of mm. flirt it's he's great sean i like beautiful he, little things. he's so perfect for, for, to do that part mm. also because i know him really well but his his comedy is so perfect because mm. he's a brilliant actor but he's naturally funny yeah like in, in in a way we're very well matched in that way yeah like he can improvise funny like really well and I think that's really important it's, for drama yeah, as well naturally that's the thing. it's naturalistic it's, yeah. it's not like I'm telling jokes it's yeah. like I'm just a funny person and that's definitely Sean and it kind of feels like a really mm. really interesting side of you that we haven't necessarily seen before mm. and it like really really want to see that's one of the reasons why I want to see you've got more of that because it's kind of it's just it's so it's so interesting that kind of like it's, it's th- those little moments that are so important in drama that so that often it's got you know people don't get because mm. they can't write naturally comedy. naturally comedy yeah yeah i'd always put funny it like i'm naturally always lean lean to that mm. but i do like the idea of you know um you know writing you know like comic character you know mm. writing characters that, that are like not like over dramatic but that you know i feel like the best kind of this is I've learned a lot doing this, and, and I think I realise... So I've learned so much, mainly from Ryan. Um, <laughs> it's not... I'm actually being truthful. I'm not being sarcastic. I know I sound insincere, but it's true. But, um, but, uh, but um, uh, you know, I just feel like I, I know kind of... Like, I feel like I've worked out a lot 
from doing it and, mm. and, and, and worked out how... People always t tell you about things being very visual, visual, film being a visual. Mm. Storytelling is visual. And you can kind of get it, but it's, when you actually do it, you, yeah. you begin to really realise what that means in, in reality. And also saying about the, the overwriting as well, I think that's also, um, especially people who come from a TV background and sort mm. of start in TV, mm. they tend to overwrite as well. And, and f for film, it's, 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 it's a poem compared with a novel in that way. Mm. It's, you need to be sparse. And, yeah. and you've still got all the stillness in there, which is incredible yeah. for, for such a short shoot. And like you say, you know, oh, yeah, we got that quick shot before like, we moved on to something else. And, it's, mm. and again, it's, I think that's the really interesting thing about it and, 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 and shows why you're sort of like you know such an exciting person to watch what we what you're gonna do next because all those elements are things that they it could have gone so many different directions and actually this direction exactly it feels like something really fresh oh that's there we go that's great it's not really a question is it that's more of a comment guys um has anybody else got any quick questions before we we finish because i know we i know mm. there was a couple of hands got that yeah this might have to be the last one that's fine i just want to ask about the uh, child performers, if possible, oh. Oh. Um, because they were fantastic. Yeah, you tell And um, I just want to know uh, where you found them and how, and how difficult the casting process was for, for the younger performers. You, you cast them from Foxton, right? Well, no, one was from London, mm. was Felix from London, who was my friend's son. Oh, there we are. Uh, one was my daughter. And one was Senia Nanawa, who is an actress who was in Girl with All the Gift. And Liv Hill was also in Three Girls, which was a TV thing um, that was on recently, which is amazing. And she was, I saw her in that and said, I really want her to be in my film. And I asked her. And then all the kids in the school, all of those other kids, they all come from the local school in Folkestone. I went into the school and I, I did a few days doing workshops, drama workshops with everybody. And, um, and I'd work with them all and the drama teachers and got them to improvise and, and then took down a list of names. Um, and I, I wanted to actually cast a local act, actress to be, to, to work, be Liv Hill's best friend. So, you know, have an actual speaking part and, and a named role. I just thought it was... And I just, I liked the idea of working in that way because I know that if I'd been at school <laughs> in whenever it was and somebody came into my school and said oh, I'm making a film and then put me in it it would be amazing so I thought that would be really fun mm. to actually get kids who go to Folkestone Academy in the film and, uh, and they were so all of them so brilliant and so enthusiastic I mean apart from the ones we cast but like and George Ives he was the one playing the piano and his sister Robin Ives played Hayley and they were just like, this is so brilliant. And they were so brilliant in it as well. And George was really talented on the piano. And, and you, you sort of discovered all these talents that all these children had. And, and it was just, it was great but for a minute feeling like I could go, yes, <laughs> you will know, be in my film. <laughs> it was kind of like, it felt really, <clears throat> it felt really good being able to be that person and then it actually happening, and then it actually being, not only did we do a screening in the local cinema in Folkestone, which everyone was like, oh, yeah, okay. But then when it was actually on, like, not like just a screening, but on, on, that was, that was like, really good. 
like you actually had to buy a ticket and it was up there. Although <clears throat> I have to say, <laughs> we did a Q&A &A and, uh, and, and, and on one of the first matinees when it was on on in Folkestone and there was a queue <laughs> and I thought, oh, here they are, all come to say hello. And <laughs> I sort of walked up the, up the stairs, the really narrow stairs to get up into the cinema and I was sort of smiling you know, hello, hello. And, and some people were going, oh, hello. And then some people would look at me like, why are you smiling at me and are you pushing in? <laughs> and then my daughter, who was walking behind me, said, as we walked past the ticket office, um, uh, um, she said, Mum, I think they're all going to see the Marvel film. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> she heard someone buying a ticket for... And, uh, yeah, so that was... That was <laughs> There we go. Just, just me going up the stairs. Time. Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we did have quite a good house for that matinee. But, um, yeah, they were going to see uh, Marvel. But, um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was you know, so, so the, all of those kinds of things, like making a film, like a low-budget film like that, in the town where you live, is, is just great, you know, because people... You know, like, and, and in, in, on the, in the week that it was on, and I was in Folkestone, like, all different kinds of people were coming up and saying that they'd seen the film and that they'd seen this location. Like, old, like older people, like this lovely old man stopped me and said he'd seen it. He said it was great. He said, I love the kids, love the film. And then this other woman came up and stopped me, and I was just saying to Claire, you know, and, and she was saying, and she made a point, like, she was pushing by him, she made a point of stopping me and saying, I just wanted to say, you know, and I felt like she wanted to say more than she said. Like, she looked like she was getting quite emotional, and I thought, like, and then she wanted to say it, but she didn't, because she, she sort of thought, actually, I, maybe that's not appropriate for me to cry <laughs> or whatever. But she, she just said, oh, I, I took my dad. I took my dad to come and see your film. She said, and I, and I loved it. Do you remember? I'd, I, I'd been to the boxing gym. I, I did sparred with you. Do you, remember, do you remember me? And I said, yes, of course, I remember you. And... Um, and, um, and and that like was very it was that was really nice to, to to have made something locally and to have then have it be on on locally in our funny little cinema um, that was really a great great feeling um, yeah but I haven't told you all the stories about Ryan. <laughs> Go on then. Some I just want to well some Ryan stories. We're just about the commitment. Did like, did he get punched? He didn't get punched. Of, there's a lot of really close... Oh, I didn't get punched. I got punched. But Ryan got worse than punched. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this is just like a demonstration of the commitment and also the speed. Let's put it that way. <laughs> can you Go tell on. the story? No, because I, no, I can't remember if it. I was trying to chase after you or if you were holding the camera and chasing after me. I can't remember. I think I was running backwards. <laughs> And so which scene was it? Which scene this is the commitment. Um, it was it, one it of didn't the montage. It, it, it didn't make it in, classically. Um, I think I was running backwards. I was, um, <laughs> for a fat lad, I was very fast. Um, and we were all surprised. I think I, 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 think I outran you quite fastly. But yeah, but I think that was the point, wasn't it? It was like... <laughs> something in between mind and body, and, and I, I slipped. Um, mm. It was dark, I couldn't really yeah. see that much. And the camera, the, the expensive camera lenses and Mavi smashed to the floor. Um, oh I got scarred on my arm. There was blood Ooh. everywhere. I was concussed. <laughs> Jess bought me chips afterwards. Um, I did. I did. The shot didn't make the cut. But um, 
Yeah, yeah, it was. So good. you smashed the camera, mm. yeah, and we were all like with our camera phones trying to find this bit that had got missing because we knew we couldn't film with it tomorrow unless we found that bit, and we well, didn't. We, find the we bit. wrapped early, so everybody was happy. <laughs> so that was the, the camera team. <laughs> so yeah, that was the story about how I fell. Um, yeah. Well, what's another story? Well, just about just about trying to get us onto the Harbour Arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like uh, determination, just for more. You were really like. I wasn't as like, but those shots on the Harbour Arm were just so, well, so worth getting. And it started to rain, got more slippy. You think? <gasps> oh my God, and then the, the camera time. nearly fell in the, fell yeah, off so the... Yeah, so Tom Claps and I clap a lot and nearly fell in the sea. <laughs> and Kev got, the, the gaffer got poked in the eye with an umbrella, so he was bleeding. <laughs> but the shot's in the film, so... So it was uh, worth it. So and no, nobody got hurt. Nobody got hurt. Nobody got hurt in the ring, but it was just all the crew. I did get hurt in the ring. I got punched in the face. I cracked my cheekbone. Like, I literally cracked the bone. Um, Oh, my goodness. And that shot's in the film. It is in the film. Um, And we just carried on. And then then my sister, who's, you know, was doing the costume, she said she could see my, like, boxing mask just start to sort of move, like, off the side of my head. And... um, and so we couldn't finish the scenes we were supposed to do because that was supposed to be pre-black eye. But luckily it was on the, the right black eye side. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then we did the scene with Cathy, where Cathy stops me. That's the scene we shot. So when, we, when I did that scene with Cathy, I'd literally just been punched in the face. And I, I think it really worked for the scene. <laughs> <laughs> Although I had to film the wrong side of your face for half of the film. Yeah, but, um, oh, that was, yeah. It's a challenge. And, and that's what we did a lot in the grade, is just like trying to colour out. Because my face gradually started to kind of go, like, yeah. green and purple, yeah. you know. Wow. Um, so the grading was mainly just... There was a lot of... Cheek. Your there cheek. was a lot of getting the green, yeah. of, oh, because lovely. the bruise, like, kind of... You, 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 there was a sort of black underneath there at the beginning, but then as it was sort of yeah. fading, it, it was sort of just... I mean, at the, be, at the beginning, I kind of looked a bit like Manimal. There's a few scenes, for those of you old enough to remember Manimal. <laughs> but... Um, uh, but yeah, but then the colour was the problem. But then we just fixed that in the grade. <laughs> fixed it, unless fixed you it. noticed. <laughs> and then we filmed over the shoulders. Everybody thought we were artistic, but no, it was just, just covering the, the black eye. Trying to avoid the black eye. Yeah, there we go. That's the the World Cinema Son of Saul shots. We're just, just. Are we still World Cinema you. after knowing all that? Yeah, yeah, okay, definitely, good. definitely. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, I think. Yeah, we, we're going to have to wrap it up now, unfortunately. But um, but thank you so much for coming. Now, um, for people who uh, might not be aware, uh, Jessica is, is also starring in the next BAFTA uh, screening, which is Years and Years. Oh. There we are. Because uh, we've got Russell T. Davis coming. Have um, you? We have. Does He's anyone a... know Russell, who he is? Has anyone yeah. heard of him? Local I, boy. Yeah, nice fella. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, you should she... really watch out for him. He's really, he's really going places, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's on the up. Um, but yeah, so you can come here again and, and see Jessica on the big screen um, uh, for, for, that, uh, for that screening next week. Uh, and, and Ryan, what's your next, what's your next project that we can, you can allow to talk about? That you, we, are we going to see anything soon? Uh, well, I, I shot a film for Dolly Wells, which Good Posture, which is screening in Tribeca. So I'm going to New York for that. But then I'm, mm-hmm. rec- I'm doing a recce for Alice Law's new film. And so. Sweet Honey Pie is out, I think. It's I, d- twerk, isn't it? I didn't, I didn't shoot that, but that's you didn't fine. Shoot that. <laughs> Jamie Adams' Jamie next Adams. film is uh, coming soon. Um, yeah, uh, I think, I think that's it. Mercury Parkers is out on SBC. Um, good Posture, I think that's about it. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Well, thank you very much. A big round of applause, I think. Thank you so much.